0: Get Stephen Cluckston this morning, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can retire. N- this is your future. No, pr-
1: no pressure. Thanks, David. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go up and uh, find out what room he is. knocking the
2: door. OTB AM. Live. Weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports
0: app. Off the Ball Daily.
3: And a very good afternoon. You're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. We hope you're doing okay around the country, despite the infuriating weather. So what do we have on the show today? Well, football is back across the pond. Uh, Celtic in action right now in Scotland. The Premier League season kicking off next Friday with Burnley against Manchester City. We'll preview all of that uh, with Cove Ramblers boss Shane Keegan at three o'clock and talk about the domestic game too. The Women's World Cup has also reached the last 16. And domestically, we've got Ireland against Italy in rugby in the first World Cup warm-up game. This evening, at the Viva from 8, and writer Rory O'Connor from the Irish Independent will preview that. We'll also look ahead to tomorrow's All-Ireland Camogie final involving Cork and Waterford with Sarah O'Donovan. I was down at Clare a couple of weeks ago, a really hot debate about the hurling team of the year and whether certain Clare players would get in it. Uh, we've got our views on the best hurling team of 2023 in the championship or our football team after last weekend's final as well. Our own all-star teams, as it were, folks. We'll get some selections, have a bit of fun from past players, have a bit of crack between half one and half two as we reflect upon the end now of the GAA intercounty season. Hard to believe at the beginning of August as we enter the second part of the year. 53106 is the number for your texts. At a cost of 30 cents, if you'd like to get in touch or if you can tweet us, at off the ball. We'll get to Celtic and Ross County in a moment. 2-0, the boys lead early doors. But Aidan Delaney, we will begin the news round with the oval ball. You're looking forward to
2: this... World Cup I'm sure next month. Absolutely the road begins here tonight the the Irish team of course taking on Italy in the first of their three warm-up matches before the tournament. There's a first international start for Locke Joe McCarthy so lots of excitement about that but the big talking point this week is of course Jack Crowley getting the chance to impress at out half. A kick-off at Lansdowne Road is at 8 o'clock but it's also an opportunity for Ulster's Ian Henderson to captain the side for just the second time in his 73 caps. After a tough couple of years of injury for him in the second row. He says it's an honour to lead out the team tonight.
1: Um, I'm delighted. Faz as Askar said uh, I was going to be captain. I was over the moon. Um, it's been, a, it's been a, a good block of building for us. We've had four really good weeks in camp training together and, and to be able to, to lead the guys out for the first time and kick it off and probably more importantly to be able to, to captain when, when three guys are potentially going to get their first caps is, is a real honour for me
2: yourself personally it's been a, a turbulent 12 months for you um, and I know Paul Connell spoke during the week about how you seem to be just thrown back into the thick of things and, and into big games no matter who it is you're playing for. How do you cope with that?
1: Not 100% sure. Uh, probably um, probably more experience than that. I've had a handful of rough seasons over, over the course of my career. Um, I've very much got to get on with it mentality and, and, and ensure that I can provide the guys who I'm playing with, sort of the best support um, that I can give them. Um, at the same time, ensuring that, um, that the best outcome for the team is just... And when you have those things at the forefront of your mind, your other worries seem, seem to dissipate pretty quickly.
3: Ian Henderson there will preview the match with Roy O'Connor at about half past four. Cameron Hill is with Aidan and I here in studio.
0: Yes, hello, John Duggan. How, How are, are you? you? getting on, Cameron? I'm not bad. I'm You're not a rugby head. You when he's use all the ball people? Exactly, yeah. So, what do you think about this tonight? Well, it's very exciting. I think the countdown to the countdown is over and mm. we just have one last countdown before this Rugby World Cup. It seems like endless countdowns.
3: Consonants and vowels all round. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. No numbers around for me and uh, whatever about the conundrum of this World Cup, but we will see. He's on fire, folks. Don't go um, down that road now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's a very interesting game. I'm going along to it tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow? Or sorry, tonight. Jeez, I'm losing track of the days. S- 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 Seven minutes Se- past, past bank one-, Cal- Se- ed- Se- pas one, Cameron. Come on. Bank holiday. I'm really sorry, folks. Um, but it's a very interesting team that Andy Farrell has named for this opening warm-up game. You've got the likes of Jacob Stockdale yeah. back on the wing. His first test in two years. What's he going to bring? I feel like he's coming back to what we would know Jacob Stockdale for over the last few seasons. Certainly last season for Ulster, he was particularly impressive all eyes will be on Jack Crowley in number 10. What can he produce? I'm very excited to see him. I've never seen him in the in the flesh um, before. So that'll be an interesting selection and what's he going to bring? I feel like he's going to really shine. I just have this feeling tonight. And then there's a whole swathe of other players there that are making their claim to be on the 33-man squad. I think Stuart McCloskey in a 12 is under a bit of pressure, actually. Uh, I think with Jimmy O'Brien and his versatility, he's also playing. But his versatility of playing in the centre, on the wing and in fullback, back. St. McCloskey must be sweating and knows he needs a big 80 today. But it's going to be a great game. Looking at the Italy team, Tommaso Allen, Sean against Scotland last night or last week. I'm losing track here. Paolo Garbisi's in a 10. He's always exciting. Stephen Varney there. It's quite a strong Italy side. They're taking this game very seriously. So... Anyone who's going along to the Aviva tonight might get soaked, but they'll be in for a good game, I'd say.
3: Yeah, they were been better than they have been the last few seasons. They were good against us in the Six Nations. This, so it's not going to be a Leinster-Gloucester-style match here this evening at uh, the Aviva, I don't think.
2: And that's why you think it's interesting, the team that, that Andy Farrell has picked here, because, you know, this is traditionally for a World Cup warm-up game you know you would use this opportunity to give players a chance and to be fair to Farrelly has that there's three uncapped players on the bench Tom Stewart, Kieran Frawley and Calvin Nash they could all come on and get their first caps which is great to see and he's kind of expanding the pool a little bit but it is a long time since these players have actually played together in an Ireland setup. and obviously the last time they did that they were crowned champions but there might be an opportunity here to actually get some of your more stronger players on the field and just make sure that everything is ticking along all right particularly because Italy have improved in the last little while so maybe Maybe it, I would have liked to seen maybe a bit of a stronger team, maybe a bit more of a team that we would see uh, heading into the World Cup. Obviously, we will get uh, a, b- a better team selection, you'd imagine, against England next time out. But uh, just very interesting to see. I think, you know, obviously Jack Crowley is the, the big story this week. But uh, Justine Henderson coming back there, um, you know, his second cap as captain. And, you know, he has been a player that's I think Irish fans have kind of forgotten about a little bit. He's kinda of been in the teams, out of teams. You know, he has been a player that has led from you know, from the back row, from the second row. He'd probably do a job in the front row as well if you needed him to. He's he's just one of those kind of players, but injuries have just kind of robbed him of the opportunity for the last little while. And it's, it was almost surprising to me that he has seventy three caps so far. Um but, you know, this is a player that I think deserves the opportunity to lead his country and, and hopefully he'll get a bit of a run now and yeah. he could be
3: a keeper. Well we're gonna need him at the World Cup, whatever happens with mm-hmm. Byrne and with Ryan in the second Rowan and with other like players like Baird who's playing at number six this evening, you're going to need that. You're going to need your finishers. You're going to need your twenty uh, strong squad for uh, matches and against South Africa,
0: against Scotland. And Doris said, uh, open side is a very well, interesting selection." It's
3: obviously to see if Dander Fleer did get injured, who's going to be the number seven cover. Yeah, it's the same with fifteen, isn't it? With Keenan,
0: I think so. We really, when you look at that squad and we talk about the development of depth and everything, but we really, really only have one out and out seven in that side in van der Fleer. Doris is very athletic but when he's moved out of that number 8 jersey he just hasn't been as influential on games so that's an interesting selection call we'll see how he fares he kind of had a torrid time against Italy in Stadio Olimpico in the, the uh, Six Nations earlier this year when he diverged from his number 8 role so I'd be curious to see how that works out actually
3: Yeah Jack Carley I think is the is a really interesting thing because how much of an audition is this for him to place himself in Farrell's mind as the number two? Because it's very probably quite, it's not too, probably too much between himself and Ross Byrne at the moment.
0: There isn't. I think it's good that he's starting. I'm really excited to see how he'll set the momentum of games. I've always thought that that's Ross Byrne's weak point is that he's unable to kind of set the momentum. When he comes on, he can keep the momentum going and he doesn't do anything silly. But Crowley just has that sense of he'll be able to dictate around the pitch when you watch them against uh, the Stormers in that final, the URC final, he was barking out orders. He was really that influential said, in r- shape. You know, Ross Byrne playing at a much higher level. Of course, of Champions course. Cup but final. for someone that young to have the kind of confidence and the bullishness to, you know, tell some seasoned Irish internationals to get around the pitch and this is where I want you, that's very encouraging. And you need someone like that who is a bit has the dog of Johnny Sexton but also can bring that sort of youthful energy of trying things I've seen him in games against the Maori All Blacks where he mightn't have played his best but he's doing things that no one else is doing he's taking those risks he's got that youthful maybe a bit of naivety but he's trying things and that's kind of what you want as something a little different more of an extra flavor if you like I think he's the cherry to Burns Vanilla
3: Okay, well, that's an opinion.
0: Uh. <laughs> there you go. I also think it's a shame. Uh, I was looking at the tickets. I only got my ticket today. And it's a shame that it's not going to be a full of viva. It never is for these warm-up the conditions games. Conditions are terrible. Either. The Conditions yeah, are but terrible. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's, you know, the tickets on sale are 70 quid. Yeah. Which is, you know. That's steep. It's not great. Well, all all, art and, final, all
2: art and finals are 90 euros. Exactly, and know, a, we're, a lot of, of the these World people will have gone to those games as well. It's it's kind of coming at a, a wrong time of year for people. No, everybody. no, these,
3: game, these games, the tickets for these games should be the thirty-five euro, fifty euro max. Yeah. I try to the top get the kids seat. in, try to get you yeah. know.
0: and we can trash victory. out the old cost of living thing um, as much as we no. Want. That's,
3: for for a game that's does that's, that's not a not a competitive fixture, that sounds steep.
0: No, and there's a real issue in Irish rugby I feel, at the moment in terms of people buying in from around the country. It seems incredibly Dublin centric, notwithstanding the amount of Leinster players in an Irish squad in a given tournament I would have loved to have seen warm up games in the provincial grounds sell out the sports ground play Connacht play a Connacht Select 15 go down to maybe even Porky Cueve down in Munster play a Munster Select 15 just spread that around because I do get the sense when I talk to people that they can't relate or connect with this team as much as they like and this is a World Cup where you really want this wave of I don't, I don't of think there will be any issue it was good luck like, Did you not no. see
3: the Grand Slam game? Well, you know, that's you know, the, true. Know, a million yeah.
0: people watching it. Did you
3: not see the, the clamour for tickets for that game?
0: But it's a great opportunity to get young, player or young fans yeah. to watch. Uh, you know, Dublin is so expensive to stay in anyway mm-hmm. so when it comes Six Nations time it can be very difficult for people maybe outside um, the immediate I don't think anybody who's go. going to
3: France will be going tonight. No, if you've got a plan to go to France and go to these, like to Romania or Tonga, or any of mm. these matches, you're not going to be saying, "I'm oh, going." Well, I'm going to go to the warm-up game unless you've got very deep
0: pockets. Yeah, absolutely, but. It's just it's too Dublin-centric. I think I'd like it more spread out.
2: Yeah, yeah, a good point. The only thing I'm hoping is that we don't get a Columbia situation. I don't want to see, you know, who is the Irish <laughs> but, so. but the, minute minute. But I the major, don't think but rugby, too physical.
3: Rug, 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 but see, what well, the, the problem is at the moment: the rugby championship teams are playing. Like New Zealand played Australia this morning, and you always have that rhythm at this time of the year. Mm. Um, This is a contact sport, a collision sport. It's not an evasion sport as it was 40, 50 years ago. It's inevitable that somebody's going to get injured Mm. and there'll be a sob story uh, and like a sad story um, as opposed to sob. Um, It's just sadly that's the way the game is structured. Not
0: everyone's going to make it through these warm-up games.
3: No, and you have to have them because effectively we have five warm-up games for the South Africa game of the World Cup. We've got this game, England, Samoa. Romania and Tonga are the next two of those. totally. Um, and then you've got two big games and nobody in the country uh, I, I, I've read is talking about the Scotland game. It seems to be a foregone conclusion that we're going to beat Scotland at the World Cup. I think that's a dangerous yeah. way to think. And nobody is talking about that game whatsoever. No and I hope, do, yeah. this, I hope this I hope and I don't think there'll be any uh, issues from the Ireland camp because Andy Farrell, Paul O'Connell and the rest they know what they're doing. But Scotland will not be a straightforward game in the World Cup I don't think especially if we lose to South Africa.
0: It won't. The South Africans are looking at the Scotland game and thinking that's the one we need to target. Um based on what Craig Ray said. People are earlier. talking about whether
3: we, we, we play France or New Zealand and what, what it's it's actually just, why don't we just try and beat South Africa, try and beat Scotland and then worry about the rest of it
0: after that. I think we have to kind of get over, we always looked at the quarterfinal as this terrifying, you know, thing on the horizon, this sort of red letter day for Irish rugby and it always is the case and, you know, when you look at some of these, we need to learn from the lessons of the past, we're playing a warm-up game in Bayonne again Hmm. against this team that's very physical albeit playing in a World Cup and they have something to lose before they go into this this time but Battle of Aon has been the kind of thing that's cropped up this week and it's you know against Samoa that's not a game where that's not a light game you're going to get beat up but look we'll see Okay
3: 53106 the IRC is not the pond. the pond is the Atlantic Ocean I knew that the moment I said it but thank you for your <laughs> correction texter three. on
2: 53106 oh, sharps sure. Uh, what else have we got here rugby wise yeah so three of Ireland's World Cup pool opponents also in action tonight uh, and this afternoon Scotland welcoming France to Murrayfield Kickoff in and that one is at 3.15 Romania will play the United States in Bucharest and Munsterloch Jan Klein will start for the Springboks who have made the trip to Buenos Aires they play Argentina as I said New Zealand beat Australia a bit tighter this week 23-20 in Dunedin earlier today
3: we've got the Women's World Cup continuing last 16 now
2: yeah great news as Japan are into the quarterfinals the 2011 winners beating Norway by three goals to one this morning in Wellington so they'll face either Sweden or the USA in the next round earlier Spain booked their spot in the last eight with a 5-1 thrashing of Switzerland in Auckland more than 43,000 people were watching at Eden Park that was a record crowd for a football match in New Zealand men or women's and Spain await the winner of South Africa versus Netherlands which is tomorrow we've got signings in the Premier League both Manchester clubs yes yeah, City have completed the signing of Croatian international defender Jasko Guardiol from RB Leipzig the 21 year old has signed a 5 year deal in the region of €90 million euro. not to be outdone the neighbours down the road Manchester United have signed the Danish striker Rasmus Hoyland from the Italian side Atalanta he's joined on an initial 5 year contract with the option of a further season for a fee which could be worth up to £72 million Hoyland scored 20 goals last campaign for Atalanta Denmark and his former club Graz.
3: so a lot of money for Hoyland, £72 million it seems like Vardy is a better signing uh, for the money but then again Hoyland could spark the Premier League uh, for Man United the next few years but I think Harry Kane would be I mean how much would they pay for Harry Kane I suppose there's 10 years in the difference isn't there uh, Celtic now lead Ross County three goals to nil David Turnbull with two goals including a penalty and Kyogo for Hashi with the other goal. so Brandon Rogers sharpened the suit there on the touchline first day of the season at Parkhead uh, for Celtic and they're winning 3-0 uh, James Brown who's not the soul singer uh, he has started at right back for Ross County the former Shelburne and draw Had a defender doesn't we ha- feel
2: too good at
0: the minute yay oh, there it is Aiden. <laughs> there it is sent you out
2: in the rain for that one
3: yeah. <laughs> so League of Ireland games as well
2: yeah so some results from last night St. Pats and Bohemians have closed the gap on the division leaders in the Premier Division Shamrock Rovers there were goals from Chris Forrester and Sam Curtis the former from the spot which saw Pats win 2-0 away to Sligo that moves them within a point of the summit and compound matters for Sligo David Cawley also missed an injury time penalty and Bowes ended the night two points adrift of Rovers but with a game played more Jonathan Avalavi continued his hot streak he scored a brace in their. 4-2 defeat of United. Jogs had Evan Weir dismissed
0: after making it 1-1 at Daily Mount.
2: Uh,
3: You were watching some of this Cameron.
0: Yeah it's been very interesting Um, Jonathan Afolabi nine goals and seven um, games now for Bohemians felt at the start of the season that it was going to take just a little bit of time for him to find his kicking boots but now he's got them and Bows look really good they're one of the more attractive teams to watch in the league at the moment and it's great to see that they're starting to catch up on Rovers I think Not if you're a Rovers fan. Not if you're a Rovers fan. Well, I don't know. I think it's something that will really give them the kick up, the proverbial that they need. My feeling, JD, is that there has to be consequences for Rovers' abject form this season. And if that's losing the league title, so be it. I think you have to find that at some point. It'd be such a lost opportunity for the other clubs to not seize the initiative now and go and really put them under the cosh for this league title. Otherwise, it's, you know, Manchester City where they can struggle, but they'll win because they're Manchester City. Yeah, it's touching their character because in Europe, they've been underperforming the last few seasons. Mm, And for the health of the league. Yeah. uh, Vinnie Perth was on OTBAM this week saying that there's no reason why we can't have a second club in group action in Europe at this point. And maybe that's Derry, could be Bohemians, could be Pats. But for that to happen... There needs to be a competitive league. It can't just be that the champions stumble, but they still end up the champions at the end of the year. That's It'll That does sti- not reflect
2: well. It will still be cyclical, though, I feel. Mm. Um, I
3: mean, like Dundalk had their years here. of
2: dominance, Cork had years of dominance. I mean, we are sitting here watching a Celtic game where Celtic are 3 0 up first day of the season at half time, you know. So, I mean, that's that's not a great predictor of what's going to happen in Europe.
3: you remember actually. the year it wasn't Celtic or
2: Rangers from studying your history? Ooh. Our history. None, none of you would have been here. Would have been Aberdeen, the. Go on. Sir sir Fer- sir alex ferguson nearly there uh, aberdeen yes yeah uh, 1986 oh am i wrong i think you might be right i, I thought it was 85 <laughs> it might it? have been 85 <laughs> it's it's the mid 80s anyway and it's
3: i think it was 1985 yeah. aberdeen but like if you if you you know a
2: bit before my time keep going Oh, I, I couldn't no no, no 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 no, but the Oh sorry we'll, we'll go to, back to last night's action <laughs> um, here at home yes uh, First Division leaders Galway United had Vinnie Borden sent off and conceded in the final minute as they played out a two-all draw away to Finn Harps Ronan Coughlin took his tally for the season to 29 scoring Waterford's third in a 3-0 win at home to Kerry an injury time Jack Doherty penalty salvaged a two-all draw for Cove Ramblers at home to Wexford Athlone also needed an injury time leveller to snatch a two-all draw from nine-man Bray at the Carlisle Grounds and it Longford breathed life into their playoff hopes with a three two defeat of Treaty United. What else do we have? In the swimming action, Roisin Nereen is hoping a win to win a third medal today at the Power Swimming World Championships in Manchester. The Limerick Swimmer has qualified for the final of the four hundred metre freestyle this evening, and speaking to Paralympics Ireland, she says the event is a new challenge for her, but she's embracing the chance to show off her skills. Yeah, I'm happy with that swim um, and hopefully I can build on that tonight and go back to the final. It's a tough distance. Um, Do you prefer to the shorter swims? Um, I'd have to say not. Um, You know, it's a bit of fun um, to get out there in the morning with all the girls um, and race, especially having a heat this morning is nice. um, But I'd have to say I prefer the hundreds. (laughs) A long day ahead of you, you have to rest, recover and then you're back in the pool this evening. Yeah, that's the plan. Just go back, try and Eat, sleep and recover as fast as I can so that I can put a better 400 together tonight. Congratulations to Roisin Nireen. Elsewhere, Antrim's Barry McClemmons has progressed to the final of the 100 metre backstroke event. He finished fourth in his heat this morning and is back in the pool after about half past seven this evening. And the Nicole Turner goes in the final of the 100 metre breaststroke SB6 this evening as well. It
3: was 1985 that Aberdeen won. So, so you're so a close. year out. Oh, yeah. So look, I'll be holding that over Aiden all day. <laughs> no, I won't. No, I mean I, I, at, least I, at least I was alive. You guys weren't.
2: Uh, Shane, Larry. Is involved in North Carolina on the PGA Tour. Yeah, he's nine shots off the lead going into the third round of the Wyndham Championship. Uh, the Ovly man shot a one under round of sixty nine yesterday, that moved him to three under all round in a tie for fortieth place as things stand. He gets his Saturday underway from around ten to three Irish time today, and the American Russell Henley leads there by one. He's twelve under par. 5-3-1-6 is a Munster
3: fan. I fully agree. Ireland rugby team is just all Dublin centric. I can't relate to this team my world aim is that none of the Munster players come back injured says Colm in Limerick with a, an individual view on five three one o six. 3 sure it's all about the best players being the team uh, there's no discrimination in terms of whether it's Munster Leinster Connacht or Ulster. it's the fact that the best players uh, have been
2: Leinster players on the team in the last few years uh, Basketball wise what have we got? Yeah, Ireland running off their Eurobasket 2023 pre-qualifiers this evening they welcome Luxembourg to the National Basketball Arena tip off in that one is at half past seven but Boxing news Yeah, just breaking there in the last hour or that. Boxer Dillian White has failed a drugs test, leading to the cancellation of his all-British fight with Anthony Joshua next week. That was due to be in the O2 Arena next Saturday, but a statement by promoter Matchroom says White returned an adverse analytical finding as part of a voluntary anti-doping association test. A full investigation will now be launched and there's been no comment yet from White. And racing-wise, we did go ahead Uh, and it will be starting very soon. Yeah, so penultimate day of the Galway Festival. An eight-race card underway at 5-2. And the Stewards' Cup is the feature on the final day of Glorious Goodwood. The action there is underway at 10-2.
3: Karen, enjoy the game this evening. Thank and you Aiden, very much. Thank you so much as well for the news round. Coming up after the break, we're looking to reflect on the hurling intercounty season and get some team selections for the year with Clare's James O'Connor and Tipperary's John Bubbles-Odwyer. We're back after this.